0: And now.
1: and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Russ Hochstein, uh, longtime Patriot, Bronco Chief, friend, teammate, Tom Brady, his take on TB12's retirement. Let's get back to Nebraska football signing day and more insight from Coach Rule today. We say hi to Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, at Evan Bland, OWH. Evan, how we doing?
2: Hey, yeah, you go from from Russ, who's an NFL, you know, guy, to uh, an intramural basketball all star here. So it's a little <laughs> bit of a shift.
1: You know what? Shifts are okay, right? The the old <laughs> shift that worked on Mo Vaughn all those years. We'll keep it with the Boston well, well,
0: flavor. Let's let's be clear here: an intramural all star is a big deal. Like, well, what, what position are you rolling with, Evan? You a post presence? You a point guard? You a shooter, three and D type guy? What are you?
2: You know you know how you hear about like those guys who are guards and then they grow up and, and they you know have the size and the ball handling? I was kind of the opposite. I like I, I grew early and so I kind of was a post and then everyone else caught up with me and I still was sort of a post. But uh, you know, I settled probably into a, a one of those three or, or four so you're like a, type a, spots.
0: A Sam Greasel type that you know what, you got you got the uh, the size more of a point guard or a shooting guard, but you're you're gonna be much more willing to go post up these defenders than most other guards.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of had the old man YMCA game going like before, before my time, you know, backing down a guy or being a little wily um, in the post. So I had to, had to incorporate some, some, like, smarts because the talent, like the athleticism, was merely average or, or probably a little below. So, um, yeah, you know, you just have to pick your spots and, and contribute and know your strength. And that was kind of my role.
1: Well, what do you think Matt Rule's strength is right now?
2: Well, you know, it's funny you, you hear stuff out of Carolina and and their owners saying that they made a mistake in in hiring a CEO coach in Matt Rule. Uh, I think that's exactly what he is at Nebraska and that's exactly what he's what he was hired to be. And I you know, you hear him again at the press conference today and he's just a guy who has his fingerprints on everything. Like to the point and and you saw this today, Chris, mm-hmm. like they rearranged the chairs at the press conference at the at the stadium because, um, you know, it looks better and, and it's it makes more sense for cameras and things like that. So this is a guy who, um, you know, has a, has a big picture vision and, and a clear idea of how he wants to go about things, but he's also extremely detail-oriented. Um, all the way down to that little stuff, um, you know, in the stadium today, we heard all sorts of stories about how they compiled this class, um, and I thought that was pretty notable. I mean, you get beyond just the sheer number of it—thirty-nine, 39, 28 high schoolers, JUCOs, eleven transfers—and uh, a lot of it comes down to uh, those little details, right? Like making that extra phone call, uh, which is is really how they ended up landing DeAndre Barnes, the defensive back out of out of the, the Denver area. Um, you know, the the two Arlington Martin kids, Jeremiah Charles and Ismael Smith Flores. Yes, they had the connection with Bob Wegger, but. Um, you know, they made that connection before he joined Nebraska's staff as tight ends coach. So, it's just a staff, um, you know, that's that's clearly cohesive. They all the coaches we've heard from have talked about the family aspect. Matt Rule spoke today about how, by his count, now there are 14 people um, within the program in some capacity who played for him at different stops. So I think, you know, th- those would be the two things to me is, is um, you know, an adherence to a vision, a really specific vision, um, and, and then just the, the cohesiveness among the staff and how they, to a man, um, have gone out and executed this thing after two months.
0: I mean, you got to put down public speaking as a strength, though, too, right? Sure.
2: Oh well, yeah, pure, um, pure ability, yes, absolutely. And he tends to make that joke uh, at some of his stops about being the son of a preacher man. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know how much of that ability is inherited or how much you just kind of grow up learning and, and watching, um, you know, dad do his thing. Uh, but there's no doubt. Like, uh, I, I often think back to what Trev Albert said a few months ago when they were talking about a prospective hire and saying, you don't have to win the press conference. And that's true. Uh, but he has. He he continues to lay out visions and be thoughtful. And, uh, you know, if he can do that with 20 or 30 media types and in front of big crowds, he can absolutely do that in recruits living rooms. And I think we've seen that certainly in the guys that I've spoken to who've committed in the last uh, month or so. They've just been impressed with him. And in, in some cases, you have to make that impression quickly. Right. I mean, in terms of Uh, the early signing period last month, and now uh, the traditional one today. In a lot of these cases, these are players who didn't know Matt Rule or his staff beforehand, Uh, and so he has to to be genuine, he has to make a case, he has to be convincing, and judging by the size and some of the upside that these guys have, I think it's pretty safe to say he's been both of those things.
1: Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World-Herald. Signing Day Thoughts, Matt Rule's presser today. And uh, I was... Kind of wowed, where he let a lot of us in the room know about the why and kind of a a twist on what we normally talk about with complimentary football, right? The offense, the defense, special teams, but uh, he went further down the well with it in a really good way that that I was impressed with. But it, it sounds to me like again back to the uh, the minute minute details. I mean that is going to win you games in the Big Ten, Evan, and he's all about teaching that.
2: Sure, and, and I think the question was was sort of hinting at this idea that you know you're going to maybe want to hold the ball a little longer in offense to protect your mm-hmm. defense. But yeah, I mean to your point, Chris, he took it in the direction of 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 you know guys understanding fully about the game, understanding um, you know if you're even if you're just running down the field uh, for a breakaway score, yeah, you might be celebrating at the crowd but more than that you should be pointing to your you know your your lineman who sprung you loose or if you get a sack uh you should understand in the moment that it's probably because guys on the back end were doing their thing and and covering and things like that so yeah i I think it it speaks to just the, the the culture of everything that's that's going on and i mean he took he took it off the field too he he mentioned um you know even just with the lunches that they have there's no more taking your box lunch and heading out and and checking off you know your name off the list like you stay in the cafeteria you interact you get to know your teammates um all those different things so i I thought the line that he gave about how you know it it doesn't it, it doesn't really mean anything but it means everything sort of Uh, was true. And, and, uh, you know, another thing he talks about is being 1% better every day. And if you take care of yourself and invest a little bit in the team, then the team gets better. Um, You know, I think that that can be powerful. And if you see that lived out every day and you hear that message consistently, um, I can see how, you know, teams at at Temple, at Baylor bought into that and were better collectively. And that's something that Nebraska has missed for all of its um, facilities and support structure and highly rated recruiting classes. I think the the culture piece and the consistency just in the day to day has been one of the things missing. And I think it's it's something clearly that Matt Rule believes in and, and has been good at enforcing.
0: Yeah, yet it almost feels like uh, culture is priority number one for Rule. And do you think that's a product of? of that was what was necessary at places like Temple and and Baylor, that they needed the culture before you can start improving the talent? Or do you think that he's walked into Nebraska and has seen the talent and said, you know what, the talent is close. What this talent needs is culture. What's your read on on why the culture is so important for Rule at least through the first month?
2: Well, you know, I I think first of all, that's what he's known. I mean, you you look back at what he did at Temple and and at Baylor, and it was very similar to how things have come together here. I mean, he made hires of – Of people that he trusted maybe former players um you know he 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 took a chance on some guys that he believed in from high school the high school ranks or maybe some uh sort of off the field uh, personnel roles and put them into on-field roles because he believed in them and so i think that's in terms of the staff certainly that's how he's brought things about and you know the other thing that nebraska hasn't had largely uh in the last 20 years is a coach who's come in and had sort of a uh an established culture right like so many times there have been coaches uh who are either sort of learning on the job or or on the back end of their career and you know i think matt rule turned 48 yesterday he's he's still a young man in terms of the head coaching profession. So uh, he he seems like he's in that sweet spot where he knows who he is, he knows what uh, he wants his program to be about and there's still that you know that youthful zeal to to see what things can become and to believe that maybe his best days as a football coach are still ahead. And so um you know I, we'll see how it manifests on the field, but it does feel like you take a guy who has the track record of strong, um, cultures at different places. And you mesh that with the Nebraska support and the facilities and, uh, you know, everything that we hear about the program as strengths. And it is, it, it's, it's going to be really interesting because, um, you know, one of the things in, in my opinion, certainly when you look back on the struggles of Nebraska football over the last 20 years, uh, one of the big things has been a lack of identity. What is this program about, uh, off the field? What is it about on the field? It's changed so much, and it feels like having that firm foundation um, is just what this program needs to take that next step and get back into national relevance.
1: Evan Bland with us, Omaha World Herald, talking. Matt Rule, signing day presser today. Evan, real quick, is there a a guy that you're intrigued by? You mentioned Barnes a little bit, but the, the the four other kids that were late additions to this class to make up the 28 high schoolers.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, there were so many interesting stories in this class, and it's it's interesting uh, in this particular cycle that they were able to add five more signees from from the prep uh, ranks. Most of these guys, I think with the exception of Demetrius Bell, didn't even have an offer until mid-January, and so Nebraska moved quickly on them. And that's, again, a strength to uh, the conviction that Matt Rule and his staff have uh, with track measurables and speed and things of that nature, Um but you know, I, I think Ismail Smith Flores is fascinating to me. One of the Arlington kids, uh, obviously, his dad at Iowa was a uh, you know an All-American type defensive end for them. Um, you know, he has all the, the all the the measurables you're talking about too—the track speed and the explosiveness—as um, does his teammate Jeremiah Charles. But yeah, you know, th- those guys are fascinating because it's such a a pivot from what we're used to in recruiting now where you're seeing guys in eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, get offers, um, and then continue in the process. These guys are sort of old school throwbacks where, um, you know, maybe they were late bloomers. Maybe they didn't pop until after their senior years. And so it'll be fascinating to see if, if that translates um, to into their college careers and what sort of hit rate we have there. Um, but, but I do, I think a, a guy with the, the lineage that Smith Flores has um, and the explosiveness that he showed makes him a really interesting prospect early in his college career.
1: Evan Bland with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, Elijah and I were chatting about some of the, the the senior film guys that were staples for some of Nebraska's better teams uh, in the last 10 years, and, and that's a guy like Quincy Anunwa, Amir Abdullah, uh, two names for sure. Kenny Bell. Kenny Bell. I mean, those were those were senior film guys that guys weren't sure on, but Nebraska sure hit on. So, yeah, getting back to that, uh, trusting your eyes, and being thorough is big. Evan, we'll catch up next week and talk some baseball. Thanks again for making time today.
2: You got it, guys. Thanks.
1: There he is. Good to hear from Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. A jock talk on the way with Hale Varsity.